Good morning. Peace be with you. What a beautiful day it is today. Not necessarily because we got the June gloom going on here, but um, I got my own little ray of sunshine, two rays of sunshine, came and visited today. They're visiting us, and I'm going to point them out and embarrass my friends here. This is David and Nancy Moses. Everyone, say hello. I met the Moses family years ago. They used to do a, a table of six, I think it was, was the first time, and we came over and had dinner at your house, Tracy and I, with Mary and Tommy, and we had a ball. Actually, I think there was tables of eight, wasn't it? Because Leanne and uh, Steve were there, too. Anyway, long and the short of it, it was the beginning of a long relationship. And something wonderful happens when people of the church get together and break bread. We know that, right? And so David was with me through the men's group. And those of you that have uh, come to uh, on Saturday morning, our men's group, that's uh, patterned after what I learned and, and uh, had some great times with David, some, lots of laughs. And I'm grateful that you guys are here. They saw me from before. Uh, I became or walked on the path to become a pastor, and uh, they still talk to me, and, uh, you know, very supportive. They moved to Northern California some time ago. How many years has it been now? About nine years. El Dorado in that area, okay, and um, we missed them terribly, but it's so great and sweet to have a reunion like this, so thank you for coming, and uh, hope to see you both this side of heaven again. Amen? Amen. Would you take out your bulletins? I'm sure you already have them, but inside them are some things that I would be remiss if I did not go through. This little piece of paper here is for you to fill out, and the reason we're doing this is that we have had many suggestions that we have a new uh, directory made. So in order to facilitate that, please uh, fill this out today. Uh, and put it in your, the uh, offering plate as it comes by. That would be great. It would help us get things started so that you're on a contact list. And, and thank you. And let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, today we will be recognizing uh, our graduates during the service. So that is an exciting time, especially for grandmas and grandpas and great-grandmas and grandpas that are seeing this thing uh, come to fruition with their children. I'm looking forward to college graduation pretty soon, I hope, but although it's not going to come as soon as I'd like, I'm sure, but uh, pray for me and Tracy. And then um, we have uh, coming up on a, an event I'd want to draw your attention to. This is something that is um, near our hearts, not dear, but near, and on the 27th at 6 p.m. right here, uh, we will have a speaker come and talk about suicide prevention. It's a serious topic. It's one of those topics that perhaps maybe we avoid. But this is an opportunity for you and your neighbors and acquaintances to come and have that topic actually exposed and discussed. There's nothing like being prepared. Of all the things being in the Boy Scouts, be prepared is one of the uh, most amazing and truthful statements that, that I've ever heard. We should be prepared. We should know what to do. Um, we should know how 
to see and recognize these things because that is one of the problems when somebody takes their life. We're left with a lot of questions as to why they took such a permanent, permanent solution to a temporary problem. And a lot of times we say, woulda, shoulda, coulda, if only I had. Well, this is your opportunity to come and be educated on it. And I pray that you will take advantage of that. Okay? And Susan, am I listening to anything? Have I? Okay. Okay, for Susan, we'll start all the way at the beginning. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but you are the, the brains of the outfit as far as I'm concerned here. And you keep me... Uh, and the straight and narrow and, and everything else so that um, we do a good job, but thank you. <laughs> narrow that path. It, it's like a squirrel, right? Okay. All right, well, let us stand and let us sing as unto the Lord. Our opening hymn is Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. We come together this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness.
Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as you're called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God, power and riches and wisdom and strength,
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Oh God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. Cast out all sins and evil desires from us and pour into our hearts your Holy Spirit to guide us into all blessedness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. Our first reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter, 60, chapter 65, verses 1 through 9, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1162. Isaiah 65, 1 through 9. I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. I was found by those who did not seek me. To a nation that did not call my name. I said, here I am, here I am. All day long, I've held out my hands to an obstinate people who walk in ways not good pursuing their own imaginations, a people who continually provoke me to my very face, offering sacrifices in gardens and burning incense on altars of brick, who sit among the graves, spend their nights keeping secret vigil, who eat the flesh of pigs, and whose pots broth of impure meat, who say, keep away, don't come near me, for I am too sacred for you. Such people are smoke in my nostrils, a fire that keeps burning all day. See, it stands written before me, I will not keep silent but will pay back in full. I will pay it back into their laps, both your sins and the sins of your ancestors, says the Lord, because they burned sacrifices on the mountains and defied me on the hills. I will measure into their laps the full payment for their former deeds. This is what the Lord says. And when juice is still found in a cluster of grapes and people say, don't destroy it, there is still a blessing in it. So I will do in my behalf of my servants. I will not destroy them all. I will bring forth descendants from Jacob and from Judah, 
those who will possess my mountains. My chosen people will inherit them, and there will my servants live. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 3, verses 1 through 8. Read responsibly, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalm 3. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. The epistle is from the book of Galatians, chapter 3, verses 23 through chapter 4, verse 7, and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1813. Galatians 3, 23 to 4, 7. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you all are one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. What I'm saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elementary, elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, 
to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls and calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke from the 8th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel reading this morning is indeed from St. Luke chapter 8, verses 26 through 39. It can be found in your pew Bible on page 1606. Luke records. They sailed to the region of Gerasenes, which is across the lake from Galilee. And when Jesus stopped, or rather stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house or anything that we could imagine, but had lived in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out, and he fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the impure spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him. And though he was chained hand and foot and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. And Jesus asked him, what is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons have gone into him. And they begged Jesus repeatedly not to order them to go into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs. And he gave them permission. And when the demons came out of the man, they went into the pigs, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. And when those tending the pigs saw what had happened, they ran off and reported this in the town and the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone out. He was sitting 
at Jesus' feet. He was dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told the people how the demon-possessed man had been cured. And then all the people of the region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them because they were overcome with fear. And so he got up into the boat and he left. Now the man from whom the demons had gone out begged him to go with him, but Jesus sent him away saying, return home and tell how much God has done for you. And so the man went away and told all over the town how much Jesus had done for him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, as nothing good in this world can come from any other place. As I was thinking about the sermon today, I had a thought. I get those now and then, David. And I was wondering out loud to myself and onto paper and meditating on this, do I take my sin serious enough? And do, I, do I really understand the depravity that I have as a, as a sinner? Especially when it comes to very self-evident sin, maybe sin that is visited. Let me describe a, a little thing. It, 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 like an old dog, sin sometimes meanders up to me. A very old dog, right? Meanders on up and, and it'll nudge my leg. And this is sin that I thought I had dealt with. The, the old dog wags his tail and he looks up at me panting, going, ah. you know, old dog. And this old dog is not spry, nor is he active like he used to be. He looks a little malnourished, this old dog that's looking up at me and wagging his tail, wanting my attention. This old dog's got patchy fur, mange maybe even, smelly. He's sickening. His ribs are exposed. And yet, every once in a while, in a weak moment, I'll reach down and I'll pat that old dog on the head. Hey, good boy. Who's a good boy? I'll pat him on the head. I'll say, howdy, boy, did you miss me? And he wags his tail, seemingly say, you betcha. Let's play. You know, we don't hang out that old dog like we used to. And yet still, every once in a while, I say, where's your ball? Get your ball. And I'll grab that ball, and I say, good boy, and I'll toss that ball, and we'll play for a while until I come to my senses. 
and I sigh. And I say, why did I just feed that dog? Have you ever thought about your sin? I think about you a lot, especially when I'm preparing this this proclamation to you. I think about you a lot. I think about, oh man, I mean, I can't make a list. What if I leave one out? What if I name them all? Is that my job? I mean, I get really worried about it. And and then I think, well, what if they think it's not a big deal? Do you think your sin's a big deal? Or do you, like me, have you ever felt, well, it's not as bad as some other sins I've done? Or have you ever maybe thought, well, it's certainly not as bad as I read in the paper or see on the TV, and I'm certainly not as bad as that person, as you point into the mirror. Not me, Pastor. You know, Spurgeon says this, and, and, and I don't know, we, we really don't want somebody to call out our sin, um, but Spurgeon, and if, if, if somebody calls out sin on, to you, I mean, I've reacted in such a way, first of all, it's kind of, it's like, first like, oh, <laughs> you saw that. <laughs> or in my worst, I might even say, how dare you? And be angry right back. Oh, yeah? Well, you. Have you ever done that? Me? You. You don't have to shake your head or anything, but I can see some eyes out there going, mm-hmm. oh. yeah, it seems like he's talking to me. Spurgeon says this, if any man thinks ill of you, do not be angry with him. That sounds nice. If any man thinks ill of you, do not be angry with him. Because Spurgeon continues, for you are worse than he thinks you to be. Pow. Drop the mic. Ooh, pastor. No, I'm not holier than thou. Remember the story about the dog? He comes and visits. So today... We hear in a relative antiseptic comfort from the pew there and from this pulpit, we hear the historical account of a demon-possessed man, likely a Gentile, if you call it living. He's living as a Gentile in a region called the Gerasenes. He is this man a Gentile, demon-possessed. He hangs out in a graveyard amongst the tombs. He's naked. And he's been chained down, hand and foot, only to break these chains. Oh, by the way, he was being guarded. He was enabled by superhuman strength from his demons that lived in him, and he would continue to terrorize To say that this man was known in the region would be a a misnomer. He was known. We hear further that upon seeing Jesus, that the demons, for we know that they were a legion. A legion is anywhere between 4,000 and 6,000 men strong. Let's call it 5,000 in simple terms. 
It was a whole bunch of little devils living in that man. And they recognize Jesus, and they, they name him correctly. They say, the Son of the Most High God. Ta-da. Do you remember that? First words of Jesus as he came out of the tomb, little girl in Sunday school says, ta-da. He's revel- he's, he is showing himself. Revelation right there. Well, the demons did. And Jesus cast them into a herd of pigs. They asked for it. And these pigs would allow us to suppose that these people are Gentiles and not Jews. And that those pigs are the property of some potentially very angry businessmen. And after these pigs run down from their pig herders into the lake and drown... I wasn't going to say it, but I have to. It's so bad. That's our first example of deviled ham. Yeah, I know. Gee, that's the first time you ever heard that, I'll bet, huh? Okay. Check that off the list. Okay. These guys run back through the countryside into town, and they're telling what happened. Or their version. We were minding our own business. That nut at the graveyard sees the stranger come up, and then the next thing I know, these pigs are running down the hill into the water. They all drown. I know it sounds crazy, but come and see. That was a CYA moment for these guys because they knew they were in a heap of trouble for losing all that bacon. And so they went into the town, and they proclaimed good news that people didn't know how good that bad news they were receiving was. So... When they come back and they bring the people of the town, what do they see? Remember? Do you remember what they see? They saw this. They see the demon-possessed man. But he's not possessed. They see the demon-possessed man. Not naked. He's clothed. And he's sitting at the feet of Jesus Clothed in Christ, one could say. Made new, one could say. Redeemed, we certainly hear and can say. And their response is not, wow, I want this too. I want what you have. Give me the reason because you were nuts and you were chained and you were filthy and naked and now look at you. Tell me, where do you hang your hope? No, they didn't do that, did they? Their response was this to Jesus, please leave as you are bad for business. Let's pause here for a minute. Sometimes those that are in sin, willful or other, they hear the gospel. Maybe they even know of Jesus and they reject him. They reject him. Why? Because he's bad for business. The sin business. They say things like, who are you to judge me? I'll judge you. Jesus does. I just want to point to you where 
Oh, I was once naked, chained, dirty, hanging out in a walking dead, and I want to point you to the guy that delivered me into this wonderful thing you see here now. That probably isn't a good selling point, but I want to tell you about a man that saved me. But upon hearing that, maybe you were like this at one time, maybe I am like this or was like this at one time, they say, no, 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 I got an old dog to feed. I, uh, I got to go play ball with man's best friend, good boy. And you know what? <laughs> I may have an old dog that I play with and pat and feed every once in a while, but it's not as bad as the one that that demon possessed chained. Right. No. No. Here's the thing. Here's the good news. Once you were and once I was that demon-possessed man, chained. But we're not anymore. You and I, we are clothed in Christ from our baptism. Clothed in Christ from our baptism. We, you, and I were born into a wretched body of death, a slave to sin, a devil. And we had to be set free. And we were, as Paul says in his letter today to the Galatians, we weren't just set free, but we were adopted into the family. You are, I am, a son, a daughter of the most holy God. Co-heirs with Jesus. Because of Jesus. Now the demons recognize Jesus and they recognize him in you. One more time. Demons. Those, the accuser, recognize Jesus in you. And they flee at the sound of your... They sound at the... They flee at the sound of your prayers. Wow, get behind me, Satan. Who was tongue-tied to me? No, that's just my own fault. I was going too fast. The fact of the matter is when you pray, they flee. When you use the name of Jesus in its proper manner, in the name of Jesus, they flee. Wow, I got a little Baptist there. They flee. But they do. When you come and take communion and you hear these words that this is a means of grace for you, his body, his blood for you, they flee. Like the demon-possessed man, past, present, and future, once we were doomed, now we are redeemed and made new. Jesus did that for us. And we are receiving an inheritance and forever life with the Father. Do you remember from the historical account, from the reading this morning, do you remember what Jesus tells the man when he begs to stay with him? Don't make me go. I want to be with you, Jesus. Do you remember what his answer was? He said, stay. Go and tell the people what God 
has done for you. Did you hear me say, God, right? Why did you do that, Ken? And that is a moment where it's, ta-da, Jesus said, go and tell him what God has done for you. Oh, God with skin on was there. And the man did. He did go and tell. He went and told the people what Jesus had done for him. And you could take that to the bank as far as God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit being one. There's part of the evidence. There it is. Fully God, fully man. Remember today. Remember today. As you receive his body and his blood, that old dog is starving. That old dog of sin is starving. You are made new in your baptism. You weren't baptized. You are baptized. Every morning, remember your baptism. Walk wet, knowing, clothed in Christ, where you once were naked. You're no longer naked in sin. You are clothed in him, shiny, made new. And when you receive the body and the blood, you proclaim what God what Jesus has done for you. In the name of Jesus, amen. I have to call an audible this uh, morning. Um, for the hymn of the day, I would like to direct us to page 70 in your hymn. And... Uh, I don't believe that I am commingling law and gospel by giving you a little bit of law in this thing. Go tell it on the mountain.
Let us now confess our faith to the words of the Apostles' Creed found on page three of your bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. At this time, I would like to take a, a moment to um, recognize and congratulate our graduates. Uh, today, celebrating with their grandson, Ryan Green, are, are Gary and Ginger. Their grandsons, Ryan Green, graduated from Matter Day High School and will attend the University of Oregon this fall. And Tyler Green graduated from Mount Carmel High School in San Diego and will attend Cal Poly San Luis Obispo this fall. And Bonnie and Levine, Bonnie, Bonnie and Bonnie Levine's granddaughter, Sarah, has graduated from Fountain Valley High School and she's going to attend Orange Coast College in the fall. And Carol Hoke's grandson, Kyler Joseph Doverspike, graduated from Irvine High School. Jerry Buchanan's friend, Ryan Turner, graduated from the Police Academy. That's wonderful news. So we lift these people up in brief prayer. Father, we thank you for the investment that these good parents and grandparents put into these young people. We pray, Father, that you would bless their studies, bless their vocations as they go out into the world. We pray that you would put a hedge of protection around them, keep them from all harm, go before them, and secure them from behind as well. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And now our prayers. Brothers and sisters, let us pray for the whole church throughout the world and for all people in need. Holy and gracious Father, we thank you for this glorious day you have called us together here in Jesus' name. We praise you for your word, which is right and true and for your faithfulness in all you do in our hearts and lives. Thank you for your unfailing love and for your promise that all who trust in you will never be put to shame. We ask you, Lord, to lead us and guide us to trust you in all the circumstances of our life together as the body of Christ in this place where we worship you. Lord, we continue to need your help daily in our devotion and prayer life 
in preparation to tell others the good news of Jesus Christ and the reasons for our hope in him. Ignite us for that privilege with a burning desire to do so. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of peace, for the Church of Christ, we ask that the Holy Spirit free her from all bitter jealousy and selfish ambition and fill the baptized with the wisdom from above. Lord, in your mercy. For all servants of the church to be given the grace to humble themselves before you, O Lord, and to proclaim the mystery of the cross and resurrection with zeal and faithfulness. Lord, in your mercy. For our nation, and especially our leaders, Congress, our president, vice president, our justices, and all who make, administer, and judge our laws, that you would protect them from the dangers of selfish ambition, make them true servants, and give them courage and integrity. Lord, in your mercy. And for those who are mourning the loss of loved ones, friends, or family, the homebound, the lonely, the depressed, the anxious, especially those on our prayer chain and all who desire our prayers, that committing their cause to you, Lord, and submitting themselves to you, Father, they may know your peace and receive whatever healing you will for them in mind, body, soul, and spirit. Lord, in your mercy, Loving Father, we thank you for Pastor Ken and his ministry and leadership among us. His compassion, empathy, love, and truly caring for those who he shepherds. We ask you to watch over him, protect and guard his health and that of his family. For all who commune today that drawing near to you who in your Eucharist draws near to us, that we may receive the body and blood of Christ with repentance, faith, and hope. Lord, in your mercy. Now, Father, we ask you to hear the prayers of your children, either spoken out loud or from the silence of their heart. For Elaine. Lord, have mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you please pray with me? Blessed are you, 
O Lord, our God, maker of all things, through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to you, to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was portrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread, and he gave thanks, and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks, and then he gave it to his disciples, saying, take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ and his death and his resurrection and his glorious coming again. Let us now together pray the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our king. This is the feast that, that draws us near to him, that cleans us on the inside, our own personal Passover, his body, his blood given for us, renewing us, making us new. If that is your confession and your belief, then come. The table is prepared. You may be seated. The ushers will bring you forward. Will you please stand?
And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is How Firm the Foundation. Let us sing as unto the Lord.